Well, it's been five days since the Spain Grand Prix, and I don't remember a thing, so I'll be relying heavily on your uh, your <laughs> input. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, we had the uh, Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, I guess I'm um, just go straight into it. What did you think of the new layout? Do you uh, do you think it produced better racing? I'm I'm I think it did personally, but keen to hear your thoughts as well because I know this is yeah, something yeah. that you were I mean, pretty it's, keen it's... for. Yeah, I mean, the cars look quicker through there anyway, and mm. you're right, we did. I think we would have been in our preview touched a lot. How we were saying it could be interesting with these corners, how it's going to play it either one of two ways, right? The the second to last corner and the last corner are either going to be flat, and then it's like, well, mm. it could still be interesting. It, it extends the straight, it could put more wear on tyres, so that's not a bad thing. Yep. Or it could mean for things like quali, it's not flat, or some cars are barely flat, and yep. that could make it yep. interesting. And right off the bat into practice, everyone looking was going, is it flat? Is it flat? And most people were lifting, nah. braking, downshifting. Yep. Red Bulls were nearly doing it flat. And I went, this is playing out exactly as we hoped. Yeah, so yeah, it was nice to follow that in practice and, and then leading into quali, um, which which I think that last sector actually made quali quite interesting as well. You know, yep. Normally they kind of meter around those curbs and just try to get a bit of traction, but it's like, eh, whatever. This was like, you know you want to get pole or you want to get a few positions, mm. just have confidence and just fly through there, you know, yep, um, yep, or, or bit it in the wall. So, yeah, we um, saw, we saw quite a few, and even in the support races, a lot of drivers going off uh, wide at yeah. that final corner as well. Cause they were just pushing too hard uh, through there. Less so in, in the formula one, I think probably just due to the amount of downforce that they have uh, through the floor, but a little um, more stable. Yeah. Also, I guess the fact that because a lot of their downforce comes from the floor, I mean, we can even touch on that with, uh, with Alonso, but like I mean, any damage to the floor through the gravel is like, ah, yes. you're just losing like so, so much downforce and you can't even tell how much, like you can't see the damage really. So yeah. you don't really know how much it's affecting you. But um, yeah. And part of that was because of the fact with, with gravel is that mm. they kept it close. Yep. So they could have just, you know, had had these last two corners and pulled out the tarmac a bit. So if you went a bit wide, maybe you got a corner cut, you have to be careful. Mm. But in this case, especially with Sainz, it felt like three or four laps in a row, he was skirting the edge because you want to turn into, the, especially that last corner, as wide as you can. Yep. You basically had a rim that was in the gravel every time. Um, yeah. So that was, it, I, I didn't really think about it, but that made it even better because you really did want to be as close to as possible, yep. which, is, which is part of a skill thing. But you went too far and then you're in the gravel, you're slipping out, damaging the floor and then yeah we heard from Alonso and from a few others who went out there they instantly mm. said no like this gravel's razor razor mm. sharp and as soon as your floor's done that those last two corners is a nightmare to yeah, figure yeah. out how quick you can go through there as, as yeah. well as the rest of the track which is medium and sweepy so it's just as important but uh it meant that in a high pressure situation like quali early on or if you did throw it out there it's a big repair job to get a floor. You've got to suck it up. Um, yep. So yep. Yep. good changes. Good changes, I think. I think it was Thumbs up. a lot better. It's 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 just more fun to watch as well than the real slow, yes. fiddly chicane that they used to yes. have in the final sector. Like, it's just, it just makes it more interesting just to watch just from an entertainment perspective as well. So I think, yep. I think it's a win all round for sure. Uh, and I think, oh, yeah. I know um, maybe the race wasn't, we we came off the back of an exciting race in Monaco, uh, which is still crazy for me to say that. But um, you know, coming here, <laughs> yes. it was it's it used to be one of those tracks. It's like you 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 don't really overtake it at, at Spain, and we did get some overtakes mainly down the DRS straight. Again, probably aided by those fast corners, but it's better than we had. So I yes. do think that is that is a positive for sure. So, um, but yeah, I, I guess 
I, I do want to touch on qualifying. Uh, I, yeah, also, I yeah. mentioned uh, Alonso obviously going off into the uh, into the gravel and damaging the floor, which sort of hampered his uh, hampered his qualifying. But obviously, the, the main thing off the bat, uh, it was damp in qualifying, so that made it very very tricky for a lot of drivers. Uh, in yeah. fact, I think that was it the first run out. There was like four people who. It was in that little ditch in the coming into the final sector or just at the start of the final sector. Yes. It was a little bit yes. damp there. And if you got on the power at the wrong time, like DeVries, we saw, did it, I think, twice. Who struggled with it row. most? Yeah. yeah. You just get in it, you spin the tires, I just spin around. So it was very, yeah. very tricky. Just, yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, it, it, it made it, you're right. It made it a little, it made it a little deadly. It was almost like it was drying up a little bit, mm. but no one really expected until I think it was even. Uh, the first time we saw him, was on board with George and he kind of went through. We saw him have a slip, but he managed yep. to catch it. And it became a trend where the drivers almost had to floor it there for the speed, but had to predict to catch it. Yeah. So you saw the, the, the great drivers like Verstappen, right? Almost barely had a twitch to react mm. to it. But you're right. De Vries, I think, went through there twice and really didn't know how to handle it. And in the radio, he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. Like He's like, I've tried it twice. And then... I think later on, towards the end of uh, that first session, um, you're on board with him, and he just floored it through, and you're almost just like, <laughs> like you could tell he's just like, please God, please God, please God, yeah. and he had a bit of a whoop, but he managed to, to save it through. Yeah, um, and he put on a good lap at was, the time, I think, as well. So, yes, yeah. it was, it, but it wasn't a gimme out there. It was, yeah. um, it was tricky conditions with, mm. as we say, those changes to the last sector. So, yeah. um, it really did mean that look, you can have a you can have a decent car, but especially in that midfield, you know, which is. 75 percent of the grid yeah. um you could say that yeah skill and all that and using the tie as well was um was a big deal for this qualifying which made it made it exciting you know spain's mm. all right for qualifying but this was, this yeah, was, this was up there for one of those tracks for qualifying yeah really yeah good. we had obviously I, I spoke on alonso but I, I i do want to talk about uh leclerc going out in q1 because that was obviously a big that was huge he struggled mm. pretty well a weekend he was the car obviously just was not set up well there was something up and they just yeah. didn't say anything it's like uh yeah he just dropped the ball have they missed a pressure or something like what what's going on it's here <laughs> very weird yeah to see it to see a ferrari like that out in q1 especially being leclerc so there's obviously something wrong there but uh, i know uh, i think perez was was pretty borderline uh on q1 as well i remember him being i think it was p15 come the end of q1 uh with that track evolution it's always uh, Qualifying is always interesting whenever there's that track evolution, whether it is from drying or just general track evolution, um, because you need to perform right at the end. And if you don't, you'll just yes. see, you could be top of the thing, top of the leaderboard, and you just drop, 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 and all of a sudden you're out in Q1. So, um, and that yep. very nearly happened to Perez there. But uh, Well, in saying that, the gap in Q1, I believe it was Hamilton who topped it. He was the only one to get a, he was to get a 12 or 12 9. Mm. And then Charles in second last had a 14 flat. That's yep. only 1.1 from very first close. to 19th. Yeah. We had Sergeant in 20th who was struggling and was the outlier, so we can't say first to 20th. Yes. But first to 19th, Lewis to Charles was only one point was only 1.1. 1. 1. Yep. That's that's nothing. That's yes, it's nuts. a shorter yeah. lap, but it's still that's that's very low. And it, even if we say he might have had a slight issue, but even a slight issue that might cost you a quarter or a half a second in the past, yeah. you might get away with it because that Ferrari has such a gap to the back. But now there is no back. That, Not anymore. You know, yeah. Um, he like he only technically missed out on it by what it would have been. It was like it was even like two tenths. Yeah. It was literally two tenths, and yet he was nineteenth. You know, yeah. He could have had an issue that cost him three tenths. That's it. That he's out. Right. Yeah. So um, it's yeah. tightest margins. Yeah. Mm, yep. Definitely. Um, and I think 
the, the other thing we need to talk about in qualifying, I, I did allude to with Alonso. Um, he went out, I think, his first run in Q1, he went into the gravel and um, it seemed like he struggled all qualifying, but it turns out yeah. he had quite substantial floor damage that they were trying to fix between uh, Q1, Q2, and then again in Q2 to Q3. So the fact that he even made it to Q3 with that amount of damage, given how you were saying yes. how close the field is, is like... That's pretty damn good, but I uh, obviously ended up only in, the, only in the P9. It didn't really matter. Aston just didn't really have the pace uh, in the race as well, uh, which is, again, something I want to come back to a little bit yep, later on. Yep. I want to, because I think there's a, I might be looking at a, far too much into it, but I think there's a story there. Um, but probably the biggest thing to happen in Q2 is, uh, Remember the last time that two Mercedes came together at uh, Barcelona? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's always Barcelona. It's always Barcelona. It's crazy. So, um, but no, I, I think that was just kind of a bit of a misunderstanding. You know, Russell getting out of the way. I'm just gonna nip it in the bud before people ask how we how we saw it. Um, Russell getting out of the way of a slowing Ferrari. I think it was in front. Um, just so happened Hamilton was behind him. Oh, they get a bit caught up. But they finished P2, P3 in the race. Everything ends well. It's yes. fine. It's all everything's yes. happy. Mercedes is great. It was strange because so. I think... Yeah, it was strange. I'm still trying to recall because even then they weren't even sure how it kind of happened. Even yeah. both sides were kind of like, we're not really sure. Because as they say, Russell, from what he was told, he's told that Ferrari was there. He wasn't mm. really told Lewis was coming up or coming up in pace. Russell wasn't dawdling around. He was going quite quick himself. It's just that Lewis seemed to have he such a such slingshot. such overspeed, yeah. And he thought that Russell might have been moving across for him when in reality... Russell was trying to get a bit of speed and wake mm. off the Ferrari. And then he moved back to take the line. And then yeah. Lewis was just rocket and so, they kind of like it could have happened to anyone it's just that it had to it, be the both of them right? it had to be yeah of course uh it was a weird one yeah because obviously uh, russell let that ferrari through to finish their hot lap i forget which ferrari it was but um to to finish their hot lap and then he obviously wanted to get behind the ferrari to get the slipstream to start his hot lap um to, to then get back past but you like you if you watch hamilton's on board he's coming up behind russell you don't even see the Ferrari until Russell's already moved across yes. the left. And you're like, oh, there's a Ferrari there. That's why he moved. Um, so it's it's understandable why there's just a bit of confusion there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I just had to bring up Mercedes crashing at uh, Barcelona with each other again because you know, <laughs> history repeating itself, blah, to. blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I think the other big thing in Q2, obviously, Perez made it out, <laughs> went out in Q2 as well. He he was P11, was he? Uh-oh. Yeah. So Uh-oh. who predicted that Perez oh, would no, be losing no, the no, plot? No. Ooh. Um, yeah, not, oh, no, uh, no, no. Not, not great, is it? You know, Max's only potential championship rival is already starting to slip away after the Monaco weekend. And yep. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty far gone now, I feel like. That was... I think Perez is just sort of... I don't know if he's starting to feel the pressure. I don't know what it is, but hes it just feels like hes he needs to find something again. Yes. Um, it's, yes. Yeah. I couldn't, that's, I couldn't put it better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what he needs to do. Like he's, it's obvious. He obviously has it, but um, you know, he did make up to, to P4 in the race, but you look at that and you see, you think, well, Max would have got P1 from where he started. Like he would have won the race from where he started and Perez couldn't even get on the podium. It's like, yeah, I, I think he needs to find a little bit more. Um, I think especially with, uh, uh, with Mercedes potentially on the up and up, 
both drivers performing uh, and pushing each other. I think there is a genuine risk of Red Bull potentially losing the constructors if Perez continues his form the way he is, Um, especially if Mercedes can now secure the the P2, P3 um, going forward, if they can sort of continue that trajectory. I think there's Mm. a very real risk that uh, Red Bull may slip into the the clutches of Mercedes come the end of the year. So... uh, I have no doubt Perez is able to to find whatever he's missing, but it just feels like the last few races he needs to pull his finger out a bit and sort of <laughs> figure it out. But I don't know if you have any more insight being the, you know... No, Perez I mean, I was going to say, I think for Red Bull and the constructors, if Max is so dominant as he is, it would take really even nothing from the other seat would be hard unless Mercedes now were 2-3-2-3-2-3 mm. two, three, two, three, two, three every race to claw back what is a staggering gap, right? Yeah. So I think even from a constructor's 10 point, as bad as Perez does, they'll probably be okay. Mm. Um, but if you're talking about Perez, who should get a free P2 in the championship standings, really, if he's got his marbles together, yeah, that's, that's totally out in the open. Whether that's because of Mercedes, whether that's because of Alonso, a resurgent Ferrari the last half of the year, I know I jest, but you never know, right? Mm. Um, you'd say that if he loses to any of those parties, then it's almost just like... Yeah, no, like, you know, if he at least got second, you'd go, right. Yeah, yeah. You've owned that maybe XG that we talked about, but really, mm. you know, then the following year, the, the doors are there, right? But, yeah. Um, See, he's, that's the thing. Two... It's like, I'm, I'm looking at the driver's standings because you, you made that point and it's like 18 points back to Alonso and then a further 12, backs to, 12 points back to Hamilton. And if Alonso had a yeah. performed at level you thought he was, that would have been absolutely nothing, right? Yeah. So yep. there's no reason to suggest that he he, he won't come back. You mm. know? Yeah, very so... true. It's, it's a lot closer than I actually had first thought to yes. Perez. So yeah, you're right. He is very much in the clutches of um, two or three drivers probably back yes. there. And if he uh... didn't have that, as I say, I think that'll be... Um... Yeah, no no defending that, mm. to be honest with Does you. Does that mean Ricardo's going back to Red Bull seat number two? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you... Did you want to talk about anything else in, in qualifying? Um, otherwise, no, we can just no, sort of talk I about the we'll race. The yeah. race. Just wanted yeah. to talk about the big things that happened there. But, um, you know, we come to the race, I think... Um, well, I guess I guess a little bit unqualifying, but signs to Norris three gasly four before he got his penalty and then hamilton p5 you know penalties (laughs) penalties yes uh very true two three second penalties that was not great for gasly um but we had before that we had like five different drivers or five or six different teams in the top six i think it was something like that yeah or top yeah, five different in the top five, something like that, which already by itself is, like, incredible. You don't see that, like, at all until yes. this year, really. Um, Unless you yeah. have, yes, wacky conditions or, or mm. something like that, right? Like a one-minute shootout, and some people get lucky, some people don't. Yeah, so. yeah, but uh, yeah, huge, very, very good laps, very strong laps from, from Sainz, Norris, and, again, the Alpines seem to be there or thereabouts, um, and as we saw with both the Mercedes, they absolutely killed it and they still have that race pace uh, to be able yeah. to come through. I, I'm i going to say this now. I think Mercedes, in terms of the, the race day, particularly strategy as well, they have, I think they have one of the best race cars outside of the Red Bull. Uh, they have one of the, the best race cars. One of cars. the best, that's correct. <laughs> yes, uh, true. They're probably the second best race car at the moment and I think they have the best strategy team at the moment as well, I think. Um I think I said this in one of the previous videos, but um, 
they just always seem to be able to uh, react to the situation and capitalize on anything to get the most, like the maximum amount yes. of points and almost overachieve what, you know, maybe their, their car performance has been. So yes. um, I think they're, at the moment, they're, you, you can never really count Mercedes out. And if you make a small slip up, even as a, like an Aston Martin, Ferrari, maybe even yes. a Red Bull, you know, they're going to be there to, to, to take the points off you. Um, well, yeah, because yeah, that was the strong trend we had last year, really. And mm. they started this year and it seemed a bit rocky. But as we say, they, they had this big package. And um, this weekend was a good, good showing of, you know, drivers and team. And yes, in a weekend where, you know, they had that collision on track, it wasn't straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't a straightforward race by, by any means. You know, the, the going into it, everyone talking, it's two-stop versus three-stop. And I'm like... I'm glad we're having this conversation yeah. again. It's not one yeah. versus two. It's two V three, you know? Um, and as you say, there's cars all over the place. And um, yes, it's not too hard to overtake here, but generally if you have a two or three stop, it means that getting stuck behind a car or in traffic can be dire, can be bad news. And you need to have, you know, either good strategy team that, mm. you know, know when to box that can leave margins, you know, for, for pit areas and such, but still then your pit team's got to be on it. Um, or drivers that then can overtake if they need to. And, you know, Lewis and Russell on track did plenty of passing when they need to, but they also didn't get too, you know, badly stifled in the strategy and when they got mm. put out as well. So, yeah. yeah, you could go, you can have a use case about how that's the Mercedes, you know, how, how they want to operate. And they totally deserve that P2, P3, when if they slipped up a bit, yeah. they easily could have lost that two pairs coming back or, you know, got stuck behind someone in the field from one of the drivers. But they didn't. They cashed out the maximum they could. Um, they couldn't get the max, mind you, but yes, um, yes. I I think it was un you know un unlikely to let's say outside of that though, mm. yeah, this is what you know that they they need to be here for. And um, as I say, I, I was saying this to my uh, to my dad the other day. You know, we've always been a bit of a Mercedes haters because we were very much getting to the sport during that dominance. But yeah. you see them now as one of those underdogs trying to get to the top. Yep. And this kind of performance, you went, mm. that looks better like yep. yes it's cool to see aston there but this is still in the infancy we don't know if that's temporary we've only really had ferrari recently but you still get your hype up then let down but this was just you like this was you never solid. bank on ferrari because like... ferrari will always let you down i know mercedes at least mercedes have a track record of like being strong in recent times whereas ferrari always yep. their, their recent track record is hey we've got a really fast car oh no we shit the bed again sorry uh yeah. so yeah. Um, no, I, I completely echo all your thoughts. I think um, uh, e even with, you know, talking about us being Mercedes haters, it's actually until, it wasn't until last year that I realized I didn't actually hate Mercedes or Hamilton that much. <laughs> I just hate the dominance at the top. I just don't want to see that. I just like to see that variety because, you know, once they stopped winning everything, it's like, actually, they're not so bad. Um, and, of course yeah. and it's the same when Vettel was winning everything yeah. and then how many fans did he have it's always yeah. going to be the case and it, you know yeah so as I say it's still nice to have someone that you view as the underdog coming back in and showing, showing, showing some hope and and even in outside of the Red Bull battle it just means that between those three teams and everyone mm. else you know there's everyone that seems to be you know fighting their way in there even as you say <laughs> We don't really touch on that much, but unlucky what happened to McLaren in the race, but still over yeah. the weekend, from a car that looked like rubbish for a while, there was some glimmers there where you went, well, they get their Potential. crap together, their driver, you know, gets into a good zone, and Piastri seems to be there or thereabouts, not completely off the mark, so if they do jump up, you think it'll be there. Mm -hmm. Again, no no real, you know, 
gaps really sorting anywhere. So um, you see a team, they get everything together like Mercedes and, and they deserve the points that they get and that, that can apply to anyone. So it's yep. um, it, it makes everyone have to work harder. They've got less gimmies, you know? Yep. So... Yeah, sure. It was, um, it was a good race for seeing that. For I, sure. I think so. Yeah, uh, I do want to talk about uh, a team that maybe underperformed a little bit, and that is Aston Martin. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much, if any, damage Alonso was still carrying from qualifying. I assume they would have had it all fixed, but being parked yeah, Ferme, yeah, for sure. um, they are allowed yeah. to replace like for like. In uh, if, that's damage, right. Yeah, so if it's, it's damaged, yeah. that's right. Yeah, true. So, so there shouldn't have been any concern. Shouldn't or have been. Yeah. yeah um, from there. I feel like it, it was weird because I feel like every time we talk about how they struggle at like the the top end speed, uh, well, we're coming to a, a circuit that has really you know you really need the top end speed, um, and they always seem to find a way to manage it really well. But it seems like here they they just struggled. Just missed the mark a bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it was, but I had my like uh, wild theory that I had is you think about all the tracks that we've been to so far and every single one up until this point, um, because we had Imola cancelled, every single one's been a street track. This one's mm. the first uh, proper circuit. Proper open kind of circuit, sure. I don't know if it's got something to do with the surface maybe i don't know if maybe they can get their car in the window a bit better on sort of maybe the less smooth type surface or like i know they talk about you know they talk about perez who's really good at street circus and like i don't know if it's a driving style thing or anything but like there is obviously enough of a difference between street circus and purpose-built circus that it changes like even a certain driver can be good at one or not the other so what's to say could be a certain car's not good at one and good at the other. So we'll have to wait and see coming. We're obviously coming we into will. a long, long string of, yeah. of, of of circuits, like actual uh, purpose-built circuits. Strong circuits, yeah, where properly it's mm. like who's who's got it and who's, you know, obviously yeah. the mark and hasn't so, evaluated what they need to change for the next period. Yeah, so, so we could see if they, if they still struggle across all these, uh, all these circuits, then maybe I'm onto something. But I know a lot of people have been saying maybe they just just this weekend for whatever reason they just couldn't find the right window. Just went the wrong direction, yeah, right? Went, yeah, 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 and that can easily happen and as well. So yeah. um, even though I've been to a fair few circuits, it's still relatively unique in its layout. Like in terms of it has a lot of those medium speed kind of swingy undulating mm. corners, right? Often heavy heavy load on the suspension as you kind of go through some of those corners. Mm. Um, and it could just be that, yeah, that that type of circuit um, and that type of high wear just just didn't really work for them. You remember they had to pull back enough for the wear, and then yeah, maybe. I guess because we didn't really see the true qualifying pace, like um, yeah, Stroll. like Stroll out there did okay, but then yeah. you'd say he did okay, but in comparison to where he normally is to Alonso, you'd think Alonso would be a lot further ahead. Mm. So it's almost like. In theory, Alonso should have been here-ish. He probably but he should have been top there. three, I reckon, in qualifying. Yeah, was... exactly. So then it might have just been that because in race pace and in how they set it up and for the you know the car to last and the tyres, that maybe they just go in the wrong direction. Because mm. as we were saying, this is really the first high wear um, type of track we had, especially with those two last corners, even though there's less corners and it's a shorter lap. The load they put through those tires is immense, and yep. it can be bad if you if you slip up as we saw in, in practice and in qualifying. So, 
Um, yeah, but um, again, this is then when you have instances like this and then teams have to go out and then it's their job to say what happened here. And the teams yep. like Mercedes are the gods at figuring out when they have a horrible weekend mm. exactly what happened and they can figure it out and they can make adjustments. It's a good time, I think, for Aston Martin to see if they can figure out if they come back next time weekend and they go, we figured it out, we know it's this, we know it's that, we learn our lessons, you know, yep. so... Um, it's a good. I think it's a good test for them, you yeah. know. And hopefully, we see them. So we say bounce back, and it still be that super close battle. You still know, really want and... that, yeah, yep, yeah. Still, still, I'm still banking on on uh, at least a Mercedes Aston fight for P2. I think Ferrari. I think I don't know. They've they've still got a lot of issues to work out. I think their race pace yeah. just is to be consistently up there. Yeah, yeah. I think their rate their race pace is is consistently quite poor uh particularly at a circuit like this where the tire wear is high they need to get on top of their that degradation issues they've had with that car like the tire degradation is something that's been carried over from last year like when they were actual championship contenders and it seems like they still have that issue and it's like you feel like they should be working towards maybe rectifying that by now but they still haven't so uh, I'm not. Well, they have that yeah. issue, and then they're still not even sure how to deal with it on the fly. Like yeah. the drivers, you know, they'll say like push plus five. The drivers like I can't do that, and they just go, "Well, what do you want to do?" The drivers yeah. like I don't know. You know, yeah. it's just like they seem to be, you know, wanting. No one to knows do what something. to do. Yeah, yeah. They or they want to do something, but then they know the car can't do it. But then mm. they can't figure out what the alternative is to actually make their car work. Yeah, and they kind yeah. of just get stuck in this limbo. And we should say, I guess. In our preview, we said a lot of teams brought upgrades. Mercedes being one of those mm. with significant upgrades, of course, in yeah, yeah. Monaco, but truly tested here. Um, it was interesting to see that, obviously, they, they did quite strong, and obviously, there's potential for them to be stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ferrari made fairly significant changes as well. Um, it seemed like they, yeah. at the surface of it, simplified their side pods, especially the top area a bit, having it less undulating and more flat. Mm. Um and they said that this is going in almost a different direction to the Red Bull kind of thing, which teams like um, Aston Martin and others are converging towards, right? Where they're trying... Th- this is like the first test of something new they're going to be implementing throughout the year. Mm. And part of you goes, well, cool, it seems like they've found something they're going down, or, or could this just be them further going off on a tangent or a rabbit hole that, yeah. you know, that, the same mistake Mercedes has just made. It's like, mm. make sure you know what you're doing here, especially with the cost limit. There's a reason yes. Mercedes took a year and a half to come back here, right? Mm. <laughs> it's good that they have. Don't you do the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. You better have confidence here. But this first weekend, with that start of the change, I ain't seen anything right now no. that's like, this is the right choice to make. And you, so, and you uh, look at, like, even at signs, like he had, he did very well in qualifying... P2 and then drop back to P5 because he just didn't yeah. have the pace of the Mercedes. Like he just couldn't couldn't keep the Mercedes. Obviously Perez coming through, you would expect Perez to, yes. to get past. Well, but it was the Mercedes a- that stayed ahead yeah. of him. Yep. So the yep. Ferrari could have done it and Aston could have done it. Yep. Yep. Mercedes both of them were the only one to do it. Yeah, so, so it's I, not like it was impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think that's definitely uh, something that Ferrari have to be cautious about. You're right. Um, keep an eye on whether or not they actually do start to make some gains but uh mm. yeah we'll see we'll see hopefully we do have a, a another good fight for p2 like it's I, I hope it keeps chopping and changing like it sort of has been the last few races yep. like you know we saw aston you know all the way through and now we've seen mercedes sort of start to fight back through i, I do want to see that back and forth because that's what makes a championship interesting for sure so of course yeah um but yeah i i, I do want to talk about one more thing we haven't done our um fia technical difficulties part of the uh the, the, no the, well, we I can guess. pause that well i think i think 
Sometimes we do that and talk about the midfield. I think we'll talk a little bit about the midfield, um, mm. and then and then we can go through that because I think there's a little bit to uh to discuss in that segment. Mm, so we can, okay, we can yeah. Delve into that. Right. Um, no, but I was, I, I, we were saying at the time that um this was a good race where even if the race at the front wasn't exciting, there was always something to watch. There was always a battle to watch that was happening. Mm. And a big part of that was because of the two versus three stop and the fact the midfield was so close is that everyone was always reacting to each other throughout the, the whole race at, at all areas of the field. And it meant that you had someone like a Haas, like Hulkenberg boxing early and then people boxing afterwards, but coming out right ahead of him. And then he would swing around them a few times and mm. then they would kind of come back. And then you had like a three wide and someone got through, then the three got back by him. And it was just because of these tires, because people were going through softs or mediums or hards. And as we say, yeah. because all those cars are so close, one slight slip up from a driver, a bad traction zone meant two guys were up his inside the next corner. Mm. And it, it was, um, that was, yeah, you, you, had, you kind of looked everywhere. You know, you were trying to almost follow these top guys and going, oh, is Prez going to track, you know, ca- catch Russell? What's Alonso doing? But then at the back, these guys are just everywhere racing yeah. all around the shop <laughs> yeah. with each other. Yep. Um, True. And it was, it was, I think it was fairly respectful overall. We did have a penalty, which, uh, it's contentious. Not that I want to talk about it in the FIA kind of shit show or whatever, right? Uh, it was but, one um, of my notes, but yeah, yeah, there was a pretty close fight between um, it was it was um Guan Yu Zhao and um Yuki, who it was good to see them fighting for mm. points, especially because you know Yuki, we kind of want to see there. We think he's he's putting in a good year. He's always fighting for those last few positions. Yep. But for Zhao to be up there as well, it was nice to see an Aston Martin and you know his potential coming through with a car that they seem to you know get right for him. Mm. Um, and because of the nature of T one, as we saw even Hamilton on the first lap, um. It's kind of a fine line when you're on the outside whether you earn enough room or not to be pushed out, or even the inside whether you can push someone out. Yeah. Um, and we saw, as you say, some of those moves from Hulk and others who they went, you know, either around the outside and just had enough to keep in, or they're on the inside and chopped. And it just seemed like that for Yuki, the stewards thought he went a bit too far. Um, he seemed to, in the Yuki fashion, you know, be like, oh, the other driver amped it up to say it was unfair. But then the drivers are always going to do that. This mm. is F1. Yeah, There's yeah. some level of politics. Whenever on the radio someone goes, oh, I think he's spending the thing. I think he did this. Of course they're going to report it because you've got to get everything you can. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. there's no point turning up. So, um, yeah, I guess that being the only real, like, on-track incident during the race for that for that battling was almost a good thing to see everyone was having a good fight. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I even looked at the end results because even part of the midfield, and even Zhao didn't realize, as I say, got got a few points in that. And I'm like, yeah, it just, yeah, <laughs> just everyone all over the place. It is because yeah, yeah, you you look at Alpha like Alpha Romeo have been like pretty doo doo this year, like yeah, and then you see him it's like, oh, he's got a P8. Like I don't understand how that happened, but awesome, yeah, yeah, so good, P8. yeah, fantastic. In a race where a lot of people yeah. finished. Do we have any? How many retirees do we have? Was it just? Did we have a retiree? I, I don't. Norris might have pulled out, right? Did he pull Did out? He? he had an absolute. I don't, I don't know if he retired. I don't I had it, and I've lost it. Uh, Race result. That might fuck with your predictions. And I don't think we had a. Um... I don't think we had anyone retire. I don't again. think we did. Yeah, it's crazy. No, looks like we had twenty finishes. Wow, again. <laughs> that's insane. So there you go on a track where you could have had people sliding off a bit of Very issues, easily, and we did yeah. have a fair bit of mm. contact, but none of it that yeah rendered anyone fully out of the race, unless you count as you say. Norris out of the race, which mm. was the only real stinker I'd said. It's like he didn't get a chance to show, do something yeah. with all his effort. It was yep. just, just it's race a damn one shame, wasn't it? Yeah. So, but yeah. like you say, it's potentially good, um, 
looking forward for McLaren. At least they know that, that when they can get the car in the right area, they're, there's something there. Yeah. They've yeah. got something. That's so, all you need to um, know that it's there and you can work towards it yeah. rather than just hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah, it that's it. Exactly. So I know you, you were talking about that, the Sonoda Joe um, penalty thing at T1. Mm. I want to talk more about just in general that... Um, the bollards that you had to go around. Oh yes, because that was came up for Russell in lap one, right? Well, it also happened. Like I'm talking more like F two, F three races yeah, yeah. as well. Okay, I've, I'm not up to date, mm. but you can inform the crowd on so, it. So, it was very noticeable. Less so in F one because it didn't really happen quite as much. Um, but I think I think I think Russell potentially benefited it on on lap one as well by taking the runoff he area. Benefited, but he did it correctly i think this was the same if you remember would it have been alonso a few years back in maybe russia mm. where he thought actually you could run off at t1 and not really get a penalty if you need to mm. and he almost like practiced it in qualifying or something where he pretended to do it to see how it worked and yeah. he did it in the race and they kind of avoid some carnage yep. and they said he actually followed the rule we obviously need to slow it down a bit yeah from what i heard that was the same for russell where he didn't really gain anything but he did it Correctly, I believe. Um, Same thing happened. Sometimes some drivers yeah, F2. were on the radio saying, I think he's done something wrong, but he did it right. But are you saying in the others? They, uh, okay. <laughs> so they get, they'll, they'll get like uh, sort of push wide, more blatant than uh, the, the Yuki Joe one. Yeah. But they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll take the runoff and they just like foot to the floor and they come out and they're still side by side with them. And it's like they've got a very, very real chance of like, overtaking them by the time they come out of this around these bollards it's like well i don't are you like really going off you're supposed to like give up the advantage there but yes. you're not and safely rejoin you're right? not giving up the advantage by going around those bollards you're coming out and you're coming straight back into a battle by being side by side with the person who just pushed yes. you off into in, in like or who just squeezed you off the track in t1 because you decided you wanted to to send it there and you're like oh there's no yes. room cool let's take the runoff foot to the floor hey i'm fighting with you again hello <laughs> i don't understand how they could get that did wrong. they get in trouble for doing it illegally or they did didn't they get in trouble because they because well. they, they so it's the same thing yeah, obviously it's, exactly it's the same just thing. not yeah. yeah but i just don't understand why that's a thing like it's, i guess because it's hard to because they might say in theory, oh, you have to go around this bump and go there, and yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel I like this. I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. I just we haven't don't rolled like the it. music yet. Hold on, <laughs> we gotta, we're getting into sure, yeah, roll, roll the, the music. music. Roll the music. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, watching that in in particularly the support races. I was just looking at that because I know the commentators were talking about it as well because they seem to think because yeah, one one of one of so. the um um might have been F F three. I don't know if it was F three or F two, but one of them is like there was actually um like an investigation uh, about like it, one of the drivers who who went off as like oh did they do the one-off is like got noted and it was under investigation even though he completely right. did it correctly but they were still right. checking it and they said oh he did it right so he can't really give him a penalty but he obviously like, even if in a vacuum it looks like he jumped yeah, off the advantage yeah but... so it's like uh yeah if you're having to like investigate that even though he did like it's very clear he did the right thing that's the you can't that's bad you can't that's so bad it's like (laughs) oh no we have to take a a closer look at this even though you literally put those bollards in there so you can be like okay here's a very clear cut 
you know, oh, yeah. you didn't go around it. Cool. There's a penalty. Oh, you did go around it. Awesome. That's fine. But the fact that you're like, oh, now there's this gray area again. It's like, no, we're trying to eliminate gray areas by putting these yes. things in. Like, Which I'd say is it's probably good that they stuck to it, even if they recognize it needs yeah. to be checked and changed, which we've seen before runoffs. The one we had at Russia changed like five times. Yeah. And people still crash through or found advantage. They never got that right because mm. it's such a hard one to get right. They're probably going to look at this again, but I think Nothing not necessarily change, a um, something to poke at the FIA at for for getting wrong. At least they were consistent about it. So true. Yeah, it could be worse, but uh, yes, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I've, I haven't really got much else to talk about the race. Obviously, Verstappen fucking. Well, hey, we're again. still on. What else? What else did the FIA do? There was a little. Was you there? Know, I think I trying to remember what it was. Was it during? Uh, practice two, I think, where they got a bit keen on on the red flag. Was it? Was it practice two? Or was it during qualifying? Oh, one? yeah, that's right. That's right. I do remember. I tried that. to find. It, I couldn't find it. But there was like a few people spinning and having trouble. But no one that was really looked like they were stuck. There was like one car that was kind of traveling in the gravel, but he was okay. And I think DeVries might have. I think it must I have been Q one. It had to be Q one. DeVries yeah. had had his first spin. And they threw they threw a red flag. We were kind of looking around. The commentators are like, "Everyone's moving. Is there debris on the track? Mm. Do they want to sweep that water off?" Like my first thought was, "Well, they want to get rid of that maybe that puddle that's there because they think, mm. oh, let's just get rid of it because this is silly. It it's, could be dangerous." Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and then it seemed like after yeah five seconds, they almost went, "No, there's nothing really wrong here." So I just got a bit keen on, on hitting the button. Um, I think we were looking at debris at the time, and we saw I, him spin, but then carry on. I think we were looking um, at uh, bot. Bottas. They jumped to a replay of Bottas yes, after, who okay. went out into the gravel but managed yeah. to keep it moving. It yeah. might just be they saw a car traveling in the gravel and thought, "Oh, he's stuck. He's done for." Mm. Red flag. And think, then he just kept going. And then because who did we see? I think they the, the they ended up saying that it was because I think Albon went off and there was gravel on the track or something. He went off turn yeah, five. Yeah, I think they said there was a bit of gravel, so maybe they. Were just I like, didn't see the gravel on. though. I saw the onboard yeah, of yeah. Albon going into the gravel and then coming back onto the track. But they never showed the gravel on the track, no, so no. <laughs> I don't think there was gravel on they the track. They might have been a little keen, a little I keen think, on being overly I safe. think there was someone <laughs> sitting here with their hand on the button, and they're like, oh, whoops, oops, yes. and they've just hit it. So. Mike walked by him and went, excuse me, mate, he yeah. went, oh, oops. oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've done oops, it again. <laughs> so yeah. um, that was a little odd, but yeah. again, it's hard to judge when they're being overly safe as we say mm. uh, you know we can we can say oh they were a bit keen but yeah it's not like it's, be- it's, it's better to have it this way than to have it it's better th- yeah exactly well like I, did, monaco, I yeah. did watch i did watch that monaco race mm. and i was the the accident actually happened a bit earlier than i thought but still i was just like yeah the fact that that yeah, th- yeah. that that didn't play out well at, no, well at all no and, um, at least they've learned from that, that. that so that's uh, yeah at least yeah. if yeah like you say <laughs> if you're gonna be if, if you're gonna be ultra safe or if you're going to go one way, go the ultra safe route rather than the, oh, are you going yes. to T-bone a burning car in a marshal that's on the track? Uh, don't go that way. Go go the ultra safe. Yep. Just red flag it if you need to. Um, but I still think it was very premature. They, it's, not, um, it's not like it was Monaco where it's like, if you have to throw a red flag because there's a crash, then fine, do it because yes. it's Monaco and there's a good chance that it's directly on the racing line because the entire track is the racing line. And especially um, in that case where you needed people to get mm, on the track yeah. immediately, then it's a big 
yes, unless they're clear from a million miles away, right? Yeah. Then, then no, you need to uh, neutralize that situation ASAP. Yeah, but uh, it's definitely not the worst thing the FIA has done. So you know, it's yes, it's it's a small episode. Uh, just yeah. only play a little bit. There was of, a few. Play a little bit of that intro, just a small amount, not the yeah, not the full yeah, yeah. intro. There, there was a few little things I didn't see too contested. There was apparently comments that Gunter Steiner made about them and their their um stewarding recently. Apparently, there's like some code of conduct or whatever that you can't like verbally abuse the stewards per se he was saying something mm. like it's time to get these amateurs off and, and bring in some paid professionals or something to that matter right uh, they had to formally bring him in to basically talk about it they didn't see any repercussions but i think they were saying look we appreciate what you're saying but right this isn't something you know it, these are officials etc you can't just you know go running your mouth saying they're a bunch of uh you <laughs> know a bunch amateurs of or bloody whatever wankers. um Yes, yes. So there was a bit of that. Um, Mercedes apparently got fined because they had some people that they shouldn't have had in the park firmly. I heard about I didn't that. See yeah. Too much contested about it. So as I say, it seems like there's some things you could poke at. But I mean, hey, yeah. ever since we started this, they've been doing all right. It's... But we will continue to critique them yep. and watch them closely. <laughs> With a vigilant we eye. Thought everything, we thought everything was good until Abu Dhabi, and then that one event was actually made it really bad. True, so yeah. We're watching you. Yep, we're yep. watching you. <laughs> Although we could say, we could go the reverse psychology. Oh, well, we're cancelling the segment now. It's okay. You can yes, yeah. we're cancel it. We're not going to do it anymore. And then they'll be We've right had a back copyright to strike. Yeah. We can never use it again. Yeah. It'll be too risky. And then immediately they'll be back on their bullshit come Canada. So it's all good. We'll be live. Yep. Live to report yeah. it instantly <laughs> well, on, on scene we'll be there yeah uh, we'll right. be there overnight <laughs> fantastic uh but yeah i think overall like even though maybe the race wasn't as exciting as as maybe uh, a lot of people expected coming off monaco i think there was still a lot there's a lot of stories and a lot of a lot of things that have come out of it that that make it interesting like you say there were a lot of battles um further down the midfield but um yeah yeah uh it's it bodes well uh, coming into what's going to be a lot of races in a very short amount of time. Um, yeah. After Canada, I know we've got a lot of lot of European races, and I know they tend to do <laughs> a lot of those back to back to back. So, um, ooh, hello. We're gonna have a sign off guest. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, if we even make it to Canada, it's the F1 curse. Canada's going through horrible forest fires at the moment. Oh, Even no. places in oh, America I heard about that. Yeah, everywhere is like, covered in a lovely orange orange sky. So yeah. we say we'll be in Canada, but uh, it, yeah, we'll, we'll actually have to touch base and see. It's, yeah, that's uh, a good point. Well, see the F one curse at the moment. It's, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, not good. I know that. Yeah, China and Canada. Like I know they really want to get back to these places, but it just doesn't doesn't really seem yes, to happen. it's all true. That well, it's true. So. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was our um, debrief of, of Spain. We'll be back for uh, hopefully our Canada preview, assuming it does all go ahead. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me know if you've made it this far. I have got a new mic. I hope it sounds good as well. It's the same as <laughs> his, uh, but I haven't tweaked with it a huge amount. So if you have any uh, suggestions, please let me know, and we'll try and get that sorted as well. But um, yeah. yeah, thanks for watching or listening, and we'll see you in the Canada preview, hopefully. Take care, everyone. Ciao.